0: Sorry to tell you this, but your pen pal is a an AI named Lucy. And this is China Spoilers. I'm
1: gonna start and then whenever you're ready.
2: Okay. Hi and welcome to China Spoilers. I am Emily. That is Peter, and Mandy. we are in China and talking about stuff. Um guess whose birthday it is?
1: My dad's. Is it? Yeah.
2: Happy guess, birthday, your dad.
1: Guess how old he is.
2: <laughs> is he 70?
1: Well, is he ish. You never tell a, a human man's time, but. Yeah. It's about the same as China.
2: Oh, because it was also China's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, both my sister's birthday and my grandma's birthday and your birthday and your dad's birthday.
0: Jesus. Are all
2: this month. I Christ. know a lot of October birthdays, including China now. Uh,
1: Jesus Christ.
2: Not Jesus Christ, his birthday is very famous, and not in October. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, really? Tell us more about Christmas. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's this little known holiday where a guy brings a sack around and jumps down your chimney. And after this home invasion, he leaves you some presents, <laughs> but takes some cookies. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, that's the meaning of Christmas. But National Day is the birthday of China. It's the 70th year of the founding of the People's Republic of China. And they had a special song this year. Which you've you've heard this song, right?
1: I have. Do you, do you want to are you gonna try and sing it?
2: No. <laughs> are you?
1: It sounds like. <laughs>
2: And it's following me everywhere, including we have a neighbor who's practicing it on the saxophone.
1: Yeah, that was cool. I mean, sort of.
2: Yeah, I mean, they were they were okay, and then they couldn't hit the highest note, which was, you wanted them to get there.
1: Um, <laughs> so it's kind of like the National Anthem back in America.
2: Kind of. Well, and I feel like...
1: since you think all anthems have that high note that we all strive That for? we
2: all can't get. Oh, yeah, that... Not the National Anthem, the... Well, I mean the song they sing before baseball games
1: yeah <laughs> whatever we do for our country during times of joy wait, okay,
2: no that is the national anthem isn't it yeah no i was thinking yeah because people complain about that one that it should be this land is your land is that what they want that's what i've heard that oh. that's like a prettier song or no no it's no. a
1: funner song it's a very and then song.
2: as i was singing i was like do people want that? That's very like share our wealth and communist.
1: Yeah.
2: No, it's, it's um, very
1: woodsy tuned.
2: From the mountains to the prairies. Uh-huh. That's the one that people I think prefer. Write in the comments. What song do you I don't think know, fits what is America the the best? American? song. Yeah. God bless America, that's the one that people want instead uh, I, of.
1: I thought you were proclaiming that right just,
2: now. <laughs> I don't proclaim
1: anything. <laughs> um, you wouldn't walk five hundred miles?
2: I would walk 500 miles. For your country? (laughs) Da-da-da-da. How many miles is it across America? I don't know. How long would like 500 miles be? Is that to like the grocery store? I don't
1: know. Did they ever mention that in that book, Walk Across America? Is that a book? Not like a famous book that we all had to read, at least in the 80s. Are you
2: talking about like hands across America? No.
1: Is there a a
0: book that goes with that? (laughs)
1: <laughs> There's the novelization of Hands Across America, <laughs> one by one. <laughs>
2: did you you did you were alive for that, right? Yeah. Did you Hands Across America?
1: I don't think so. I think it was like during school, and was it maybe it was. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I, I feel like there was a reason why. Your school why,
2: like, didn't do it. That yeah. feels like a school, a Should special event. It. Feels it. like schools only
0: would be doing. <laughs>
1: But, like, it would depend on your resources, I suppose, of like, if it was going through your town. Maybe it didn't go through all towns or something. Otherwise, I it guess would be like, like a, winding all over the place. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's not hands. a mask. Completely amassed. covering America. You'd have to be on the belt, I guess. And which way did they go? From Canada to Mexico or from sea to shining sea? I don't know,
1: it was very confusing. It brings up a
2: lot of questions about my own country. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. on this holiday of 70 years of China proper. Yeah. What the hell do I know about my country? Hands Across America did not work. I thought it was a Pepsi commercial or
2: something, I guess. Yeah. To me it's just like a a a punchline of sitcoms, because I wasn't born yet. (laughs) Um no, but this song I feel like has followed me all over town, mm-hmm. which is not the first time. China seems to like grab onto a song mm-hmm. and play it constantly. Mm-hmm.
1: We like, heard uh, "Welcome to Beijing" welcomes you. Yeah, yeah. Like a hundred million times, so, especially turned into Lujo welcomes you. Yeah,
2: and then when Lujo was going for the accreditation as a as a civilized city, <laughs> which is
0: <laughs> their their
2: term, not ours. Um, there was a song that co- played constantly, but this time, the National day song had different versions, even in oh. this like the short span of two weeks, I've heard like four versions of it, including our saxophone neighbor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was the jazzier version. What's yeah she? I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. and then there's like one that sounds like it's the beginning to the Lord of the Rings style saga it just has like oh, yeah. very swelling orchestration and then there's one that's very like old school traditional Chinese classic like
1: <laughs> I think that was the more <clears throat> sanctioned high end
0: I can't tell
1: the Lord of the Rings ones they that's the do that's the one that. our school
2: when... played at our our National Day event which mm. was um,
1: that gets used a a lot of commercials that really Game of Thrones, like. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Conan High horn beating.
2: Well, it was more of a like the opening was like very legato violins, like.
0: Nah,
2: nah, nah, nah. Uh-huh. And I really like that version. It sounds like Galadriel? Is that someone from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> the Elf Queen. Like the Elf Queen coming to Earth. Uh huh. Middle earth, as it were.
1: I thought that was like, oh, I'm thinking of madrigals.
2: Yeah, that's a type of song.
1: <laughs> it was like, that's interesting. They're playing, no, Galad- Galadriels?
2: Yeah, isn't that her name? I don't know. Right in the comments. <laughs> More things
1: we don't this know. Is, you I don't guess, know about Lord this, of the Rings, Game of Thrones, is, America, China. Isn't it
2: already a YouTube strategy to like make mistakes in your video? Oh, yeah. So we'll just like completely you're not fact check anything. <laughs> and you're the fact checker. <laughs> Um And then we also had, like, a super weird cold, both you and I. Yeah. Not China, just me the and me. The entire... I mean, I'm sure other people have had it because it, it contaged from you to me, so... Um, But the weird thing about this cold is not that, like... I feel like the actual coldy-fluy symptoms were mm-hmm. minimal. And that's because I take a ton of medicine <laughs> normally to mitigate those symptoms allergy stuff allergies and asthma (laughs) where's my glasses (laughs) um but this this one is just like i felt more tired than i've ever been in my life Mm. but then also like i'm fine and then i'll get up and do stuff and then i feel like crazy and tired
1: maybe it's like that's kind of like what happened to our vpn
2: yeah, maybe we caught it from the VPN, just <laughs> a sluggishness and...
1: It, it keeps all of us foreigners, like, docile.
2: Malaise. Holiday. <laughs> but no, as like, as a cold, it's been weird because I don't feel sick except that I can't do anything.
1: Mm. Same here.
2: Yeah. Well, that's why I don't, like, it's not just how it's manifesting in me. Whatever yeah. these germs are doing, we both are just, like... We're germs. We've been like I've never actually felt the meaning of the word sluggish before <laughs> but we would we'd spent the week like
1: and the 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 temperature's drastically changing one yeah, day it's like yeah. too hot the next day it's too cold but it's always sweaty
2: Yeah I went to the mall yesterday cuz I thought I was up for it in a tank top and a hoodie and then I got like so hot in the mall that I was like Sweating mm-hmm. and then was like, I wonder if I should buy a drum machine right now. <laughs> so,
1: the answer usually being yes, you made the right yeah, decision. I and
2: said no. I said I should ask Peter first. <laughs> I should think, I, I'm feeling crazy right now. I should just, I shouldn't buy that.
1: And instead, you got some more plants.
2: Which yeah, instead, I bought some out more out plants. <laughs> <laughs> which, I, the basil herbs, I I do have some knowledge. Are like, depending on the herb, kind of easy to grow in a pot. I bought carrots. <laughs> I live in an apartment.
1: <laughs> Twenty eight four <more> carrots. <laughs> yeah. That's just grains of the earth.
2: And then I bought something. There's
1: cabbages and stuff growing on the roof though.
2: But carrots need a root. They need the root down.
1: Oh. You know. Like, so someone's got like potted like. Like there's dirt patches on the
0: roof. it like, yeah. up there. Vegetables drying in the sunny front courtyard. maybe for pickling. This is not exclusively a countryside thing, or maybe the countryside still finds its way into the city somehow, too. Whatever the weather, in many open spaces near urban us, If there aren't dancing ladies in it, there are beans and leaves drying in the sun. Our students told us they by far preferred country to city when we pulled them on it. The countryside is peaceful, they said. The air is fresh. The city is not those things. And we found it disarmingly quiet. There was singular noise from time to time. A car or loudspeaker.
2: People are growing stuff, but carrots seem especially ill-suited to an apartment. And then I also bought—it said it was Greek basil in English—and in my in my cold haze, I was like, "I'll—we have like Italian sweet basil. I'll see what's the difference between." with Greek basil and then I read the Chinese when I got home and it said hot pepper <laughs> so it's not at all basil but I mean I, I we grow pepper at the kindergarten in roof buckets so mm. I actually do have a little more hope for that although I did my research after dumping the seeds in the dirt and I found like pepper does well if you germinate it in a paper towel
1: first. Is this black pepper or is this red pepper or green pepper?
2: Like red peppers yeah.
1: Wow. Because there's not, like... The
2: Chinese said la jiao, so I think it's red peppers. Or green... I guess it could be green hot peppers. Because
1: there's not, like, buckets of that in every corner of every room.
2: I know, I know! (laughs) I don't need to grow my own, Mm -hmm. except it makes me feel good. I've been in a constant state of anxiety about the environment, that I'm not doing enough and that no one is doing enough. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Thanks, Greta! All you've done is make me anxious. Mm -hmm. I take it back. She's doing... She's doing fantastic. I saw
1: somebody, somebody had a meme of...
2: But I do feel anxious all the time that I could be doing more about the environment, but also our elected officials could be doing a damn thing about the environment. But part of what I can do is I can grow some plants. Yeah,
1: even some redundant peppers.
2: Yeah.
1: It'll look nice. It'll
2: look nice. Well, and I'll feel proud. If I do actually get a pepper, that we can eat. Yeah. You know?
1: We'll, we'll stick beats. it
2: in a watch <laughs> <laughs> It's because we don't cook. <laughs>
1: The uh, the nothing beats there's so many different kinds of pepper here and so many of them are dried that when we get like that fresh bright red one Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like I wonder where this actual peppers come from like we get the
2: seeds themselves look like someone ate a pepper and spit out the seeds (laughs) into this little bag for me (laughs) they did not look like especially Mm -hmm. assembled but I
1: mean we we could have a pepper off People like those like spicy pepper videos on YouTube.
2: That's true. That's true.
1: Test a bag pepper from X location to a real homegrown Sichuan pepper. That
2: yeah, but I mean like the peppers we buy at the supermarket are from our local. Yeah. produce does say where it comes from and that peppers particularly are local. <laughs>
1: There's usually somebody like outside of everyone's building some yeah. old, old woman with a basket full of yeah like six babies right? size.
2: Peppers basket. are something that grow really well here <laughs> so that's not, we're not cutting down on transportation costs necessarily we should
1: take ours and go out front but just growing
2: more plant life on the earth is like restoring some of the Yes. So you can see I'm doing my three pot <laughs> part. But this is a good segue into today. I'm going to make some pesto. The garlic smells good. Because um, we have enough basil to make pesto. Yeah. Which to get to kick us off, can you sharpen my knife? Oh, yeah. Because
1: nothing says China's 70th birthday like a little pesto.
2: <laughs> I don't have. What's that called? A food processor. And this was the one recipe I found that you can just chop. Yeah. It's called Grandma's... I've covered up the title. Grandma's Homemade Pesto. Or pesto like Grandma used to make. It's from the site Mm. 101cookbooks.com. So I'm going to attempt it. And because it's basically 20 to 30 minutes of chopping, we thought, what better thing to do during a podcast. I mean, I would just do it while we're watching TV otherwise.
0: Yeah.
1: So instead, let's make TV. Yeah. Ha!
2: Yeah. (laughs) Don't throw the knife. All right. So I got my knife. So the first step is take a third of the basil.
1: Whoa.
2: And I'm going to try not to cut myself, but also to continue having interesting conversation. (laughs) <laughs> and then we have a little bit of garlic, so maybe I'll start with the garlic.
1: Always be bit. safe.
2: Yeah. Um. But this, I did go buy some new olive oil to do this because, as we discussed earlier, you and I, Peter...
1: <laughs> not the TV.
2: <laughs> not viewers at home. Um, that so, our olive oil... I don't remember buying any since you've been home from the hospital, and that's two years, at least.
1: <laughs> at least two years. So I don't remember buying it before then, so it could be yeah. three years. Yeah.
2: Well, the date on it was 2017, so that was a while ago. Um, but...
1: Who knew it, it went bad?
2: Well, <laughs> there was a huge scandal in America. Like ten years ago, the New York Times found that most Italian exporters of olive oil were exporting substandard subpar oil. But Americans couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> they were the, like the Italian producers like, <laughs> stupid Americans, they won't be able to tell. And they were right because like we were happily, and I, I say this, including myself, we were happily drinking rancid olive oil and thinking that's what it's supposed to taste like. And really, to this day, I'm not sure. I mean, you and I just did a smell test of the old oil versus the new oil, and the new oil clearly smells different and better. Mm -hmm. But it is also like... if I would say the
1: old ones smelled just basically like old and stale.
2: Well, a little bit plasticky. Yeah,
1: it it wasn't like in a rancid, it was just kind of like... Yeah, it, it right. smelled like cheap oil that had been sitting in, in a plastic
2: container if, for a if, long time. If they are continuing the scheme anywhere, who is less educated about what Italian olive oil should mm. taste like than Americans is the Chinese. <laughs> so it could be we're still not getting that high quality of olive oil.
1: And we have, I guess, most decent grocery we stores. We have an
2: Italian friend, I guess we could ask him.
1: <laughs> Get him a little horn. It's one of those cross.
2: You're on the air. You're on the air
1: with (laughs) the most grocery stores do have a little section that has an Italian, a couple of Italian choices. Not many. Yeah. Three or four. Well, I I
2: would say they probably all have the same three brands.
1: Yeah. Three or four. Which was surprising that they had even three different.
2: Well, yeah, and that is like pretty expensive but olive oil is supposed to be expensive if if, if it's cheap you're buying the tricky rancid oil <laughs> and I guess they found too like something this might be related to the imports maybe in Italy extra virgin is a better quality but that in America they made no difference. That's uh-huh. what this report found 10 years ago.
1: because so we don't trust virgins, especially extra ones?
2: <laughs> extra, they're
1: just so extra.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that, that olive oil got a good marketing campaign and for a while was really fooling people. <laughs> and and my suspicion is still fooling people in the Chinese market. How much, how
1: much was the olive oil that you just bought fresh here, new?
2: Um I bought five hundred milliliters for um eighty something quai, which is a little more than ten maybe yeah, a little more than ten bucks. Uh-huh. So I don't think I don't think it's like super good olive oil.
1: Um it smelled good enough that like yeah, I, if you put it over we've a baguette. We used it, it's with, the
2: same brand that we use.
1: Yeah. Put it over a baguette with some pepper. And a tomato, you'd be fine. You'd be fine.
2: You'd be fine. Oh. This smells so good. <laughs> it does. I think that you should chop basil and garlic wherever we go. <laughs> um add about half the pine nuts. Okay. Alright,
1: you're off camera and
2: please. sorry, this is <laughs> I'm not. I don't cook very often. Yeah. I mean, and this is just chopping, but it's taking a lot more of my attention than I.
1: So what else we got on the agenda that uh, is not about cooking?
2: Um. Oh, I wanted to talk a little bit about we went bumper free last week. Bumper free. And one part of this, so our our podcast has sections, as you may or may not know. <laughs>
0: um,
2: But last week, we kind of took the bumpers off, and this week, I kind of let go of the sections. I mean, I wrote an outline, Mm -hmm. um, but I let go of the sections entirely, and part of this was a workflow decision Mm -hmm. in that, um, well, you can explain why.
1: Well, um, Well, like anything, we're trying to explore and experiment with... With keeping keeping things fresh and finding what we what we do best.
2: But I mean as far as workflow, you were editing the full thing together and putting in the bumpers and then after the fact <laughs> editing out the bumpers as you were
1: Oh right, right. So you kind of
2: found you were doing the work twice.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have once we build up the show as one piece, then I have to chop those bumpers into it.
2: Right. And so you made the very good point of you don't want to do work twice. Right. But, yeah, then, as far as a creativity um, reason, we are trying to engage...
1: You, the viewer.
2: You, the viewer, in a (laughs) more spontaneous conversation. And that you you find you, Peter, Mm -hmm. when you're editing us, find us more engaging when we're actually talking to each other.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's kind of any kind of talk radio or... Podcasting or anything is the prepared stuff is usually kind of informational. Yeah. Um,
2: but that the the bonus that you and I bring to the table is that we like each other and have a certain amount of chemistry.
1: Chemistry <laughs> like basil and garlic. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I think when when you are when you're too prepared it comes closer to what we. Dread of of explaining things because you go off on like a monologue of here's things that we've thought about here's where we've come to our conclusions about them I think the most because we looked at the podcasts that we really enjoy listening Mm -hmm. to and how a lot of it tends to be people that are coming up with you bring your prepared stuff but then like together coming up with ideas and concepts yeah it's the bouncing
2: off of each other that's the entertaining Entertaining. (laughs) Entertainment.
1: (laughs) Because the the, the talk show format of just two people talking at each other, telling what, these are my findings. Right. It's not very fun to watch unless you're like a total like information, you know.
2: Well, and something that this made me think about is because like when you, the mark of a good talk show I think of is its effortlessness. Mm -hmm. Like that's always... You know Conan O'Brien's strong suit is not interviews, and so when he talks to people who like he doesn't know, mm-hmm. those are clearly very stilted conversations, and maybe sometimes a little over um, produced. But it's not it's not necessarily that some people are good at conversations and some people aren't, but that there you can practice getting better at stuff. Yeah. That um. You—it's surprising what you can practice and get better at.
1: Well, that, thats always one of those. And one of
2: them being like having a personality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with uh, with debate classes, I mean, you only really tend to get them. Maybe it's changed. I don't know, but for when I was a kid, it was just like a couple of the most elite kids that were shining for the debate team. That was—you're going, yeah. going to get any class in presentation.
2: Right. I don't think we had debate. Maybe.
1: Yeah, we'll is do. that another one of those <laughs> things like having a flower or egg sack to teach you, how to, like a yeah, yeah. in <laughs>
2: No, I believe in debate class. I just don't think there was enough <laughs> interest in it, or maybe I wasn't interested in it because I don't. I've never liked debate. When we had to do debate in social studies hmm. or American history. Or, yeah, now I'm like I'm thinking of that that teacher was I thought he would be the debate teacher but he was definitely the wrestling coach so I don't <laughs> think but we did, opinion on <coughs> this. we did debate in class and we did like talk about you know how to make an argument how and what's valid as an argument and what rhetorical tricks you can use to like get people on your side um, and I remember taking my position and arguing it. And then the guy I was debating said, like, his position. And I was like, you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> and, like, debate over. Because <laughs> I just, like, if you think your way, that's fine. I'm mm. fine with you thinking
0: your way. Right.
2: I don't want to disabuse you of, of something you hold dear.
1: Uh, yeah, I would say, I guess that's the only thing that I get across think was, was in social studies. And... I had the same feeling of like, yeah, in a debate, I don't... You so want me, me
2: to change your mind?
1: I essentially, I don't feel qualified to continue this conversation was my sticking point.
2: And then also philosophically the idea of like you should be able to argue any position even ones you don't believe in. Right. Like I don't, I do see the value in seeing how an argument is constructed.
0: Yeah.
2: It does feel disingenuous to me to teach people how to convince people of stuff they don't believe in. Right. Like what's the point of arguing for that?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's if you
2: know. Let right. me like you know in the comments.
1: <laughs> Those lawyers that you know out there.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm related to (laughs) five million lawyers. Um, But, yeah, so you can get better at stuff. That seems like you just ingrained. Um, And something that I have as a kind of... It gets my goat. going with this is cause I get complimented on my speaking and the, my voice a lot and some of that is like this timbre and pitch is inborn but actually being a clear speaker is something I've worked on mm-hmm. my entire life in different capacities and so as far as like using it to teach English that's why I sound like I have a good accent that people like that Chinese people like and other Americans like um is because I worked on it and I listened to how I sounded and I listened to how I was presenting myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, what where, where it gets my goat, I love being complimented, <laughs> is when people, and they have, extrapolate from that is, well, just women must be better teachers. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. And
2: that's not true. I worked at this, and so it feels unfair for you to then be like, well, but you're a woman, that's so you're good at
1: just genetic. That. Or
2: like lucky. if you're... If you're competing with me of like, that's not fair, you're a woman and women are better. (laughs) Like, well, I am better than you, but it's not because I'm a woman, it's because I worked at it.
0: Yeah.
2: And so that's, you know, my little pettiness um, in the middle of this creative experiment where (laughs) you and I are trying to be more open as performers and writers.
1: Well, and that is, I mean, you've had a a decent amount of training and and singing too, so that's going to bring
2: out. Yeah, I was thinking about that because we Peter and I are about to embark on more music videos in which I sing <laughs> and you sing. That I used to be, I used to be in choir and I used to sing all the time and I had a pretty good voice. And like now, I am frustrated when I try to sing something. And part of it is I'm older. I just don't have the high notes that I used to have. But also part of it is I used to like be practicing three to, three days three days a week at least. Um, and doing exercises and scales to be able to hit those notes and to be good at it. And so, of course, now that I don't do that, I need a little practice to get in singing shape.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're using your voice with 20 kindergartners.
2: Oh yeah, and I'm trying not to wreck it while I'm there. <laughs> Which takes
1: this, the strength of a, a circus broker.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying, and it actually gets easier when I have a cold, because then I can't. Because it is like, the thing that cuts through the room best is like, Hey guys! Quiet down! But I actually prefer getting to there um, differently. I don't like introducing more yelling, just because I don't like things to be loud. Yeah, the
1: louder you get, the louder the classroom gets.
2: Right, right. And that's, like I've had people offer to buy... Little portable microphones, because <laughs> um, teachers use that in class, and I hate those because it just ups the decibel level, the acceptable decibel level. So I am. Trying... And the audibility
1: of it is doesn't actually work very well because it gets all distorted. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So I'm trying to cultivate the patience to not escalate, to de-escalate, but that actually is, again, is work. It's not a natural state mm. of being. Um. So that's that's where I'm. All
1: right, that's at. that's like. With most live acts, probably less. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just the same these days. When when you're playing live, you you always have to think of like your vocals being like the loudest thing possible because it, cutting through is the hardest part to to to, to, to find that like that or the lead guitar whatever is playing lead
2: yeah. has
1: to. Pierce the wall of sound that's happening behind, mm-hmm. and if that wall of sound is a bunch of screaming kids that are all roughly at the same timber I guess that is yeah. just sort of like ah! so. Your voice—they're
2: all front and center in the mix. <laughs> yeah,
1: huh, you, you're going to have to like find, and I guess that's where a lot of the teachers here. Do they use microphones back home? The little microphone boxes?
2: I've never... I mean, outside of a lecture hall, I've never seen if you have a class of like 30 kids that you use a microphone because that means mm. something's
1: going yeah, on. Yeah, right? That, that's that, There's a problem. I
2: mean, to be fair, in China, you could be teaching a class of like 60 kids, but mm. still, I prefer to manage that under the power of my own voice.
1: And it actually... Yeah. It might not even be... The kids that are making the noise, if you have like a, a, a steel oh, end yeah, <laughs> of your class under control, it could be like that the traffic outside is like barreling down your classroom. Right,
2: or there's construction outside. Yeah, had
1: explosions. Time Take is, my class out of whack.
2: China's very loud. I keep knocking the camera down here. It just adds to the excitement. We have an overhead camera. Well, I'm saying this because live, you can't see this but if you are watching this Recorded. You're already gonna see the results.
1: Hopefully, hopefully it'll all turn out. That's our little Zoom action GoPro-ish camera, but our GoPro is not only not good enough to get real good action because it's a cheap knockoff, but our action is cheese grating. So yeah, (laughs) zip lining down any hills. Alright,
2: there's a little bit of cheese. What do we do? Chop, chop, chop.
1: Noise.
2: but anyway in service of um, getting better at this that's, we're constantly constantly thinking of new stuff to do because we could get to a point where we're like this is this is fine for what we're doing what are we doing <laughs> um,
1: well and also this is part of uh,
2: but I mean we this always, is our
1: Sunday and you yeah. have to go to work tomorrow
2: uh, nope I don't because it's still a holiday it's oh, right, still a holiday but usually, I have to go to work. Right. Uh, but part of just one more day.
1: This our lifestyle, like furthering the idea of moving to China, having the time, having the money to make things, This, this, this is what we do with our life.
2: experimenting even if sometimes the inner me is like can't we just make a formula and do that all the time (laughs) i like safety and i hate change well but the outer me um gets bored
1: well listen to the outer you yeah (laughs) (laughs) because that's where the rest of us are
2: (laughs) yeah the rest of you are outside my head (laughs) <laughs> I think I'm Fitch, pretty yeah, sure I'm not sure but. I'm pretty sure I am not imagining this existence okay we need a little more cheese um but let's talk about some videos we made
1: yeah what 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 have we done?
2: so we put up recently the m c u in China, which is a another explainer piece oh yeah,
1: that little guy
2: yeah, um, which is less than a minute even I
1: yeah. Think. Well, in our, our little attempts to... A lot of these are really short videos. Because what we found is that people do... tend. It's either short, super short, or super long videos that see people... that Like a, a fine line area of 10 minutes of, mm-hmm. of segments is just not an area of...
0: That's
2: not what people are looking for on YouTube. And I
1: guess it's, it's confusing because YouTube tends to... They they have like that 10 minute limit or something. Like you're rewarded for going over 10 minutes. But at least do 10 minutes.
2: Right, well that's the threshold for your video to make money. I think so. So yeah, there is an inherent...
1: That's your reward. There's
2: actual reward.
1: Yeah. But most people are on YouTube for like a minute clips. Well yeah, like
2: it depends I guess if you're sitting at the bus stop and then your bus comes or... yeah. You're waiting for your friend to get out of class, and then they do. I mean, I know. Or you just want to put something on for, like, five hours. Because isn't that the other thing of, like... Yeah. Ten hours of Star Trek noises <laughs> while you sleep.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> but the... Because I'll notice, like, even... Like, if I'm watching, like, somebody's weekly show that's, like, 20 minutes, a half an hour or something, sometimes it takes take me days to watch that. which sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But it's because... I've got YouTube on, like, while I'm doing the dishes, and then I finish the dishes after five minutes, so I turn that off while I go gather the laundry or whatever is going on in your daily life. Like, you, I, I guess in the old days we would just leave the TV on and walk away from the Home Shopping Network or whatever right. crap that we watch, but like, yeah. you know, it's like I'm watching like a, a half an hour show of like some guys unbagging comic books. Uh-huh. Like, I can turn that off and just go back to it and whether I'm watching it or not like it's on. It has to I guess really be something special that like I'm like oh crap this this just came on. Somebody just uploaded and I've been waiting to watch this half hour like almost never happens.
2: (laughs) Which I I think in reference to a different video, um, 70 Years of China that we also put up this week You and I had a big discussion over, like, what do people use YouTube for versus, like, what are we as creators using it for? Mm -hmm. Because that does matter. Yeah. And we kind of decided people are use people watch YouTube because they want maybe an escape or distraction or whatever. But they're not really necessarily looking to, like, find the new music that they love. Or they're not in that frame of mind where they're, like, open to... An artistic or intellectual well, certainly, like even project, <laughs> like,
1: because a lot of the stuff that I'm looking for is people doing something artistic, whether it's you know film or music or something. Mm-hmm.
2: But and, you do have to be in a certain, even as someone who appreciates art, yeah. you need to be in a certain headspace for that. And
1: the people that if are, you're
2: not, you're just gonna click past.
1: The people that are also looking for those things, I can see them down in the comments, and a lot of it are comments. And I'm already down there in the comments while I'm listening to the song or something. Yeah. Are people that are saying that like, you know, I haven't finished listening to the song yet, but I felt I needed to start talking about it.
0: Right. So even
2: if it's
1: something that like you had to go out of your way to find.
2: I didn't watch this, but the title made me
1: angry. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh well, I mean that's angry. I'm even talking like stuff that you like, stuff that you.
2: Oh, so they're having like a real time reaction.
1: Yeah. Like for example, like I just saw. if anyone out there follows Dad, D-A-D. Um, it's it's a sort of interactive storyline that's been happening for the past few months, I guess. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole big storyline. What, what, what it is isn't really that important, but it is definitely something where he pops on and tells little bits of story in different mediums, whether it's And it's a song. something that's
2: clearly fiction.
1: Yeah. Um, but done in a, a way that can feel like you're interacting with, like sometimes he just plays Minecraft live. And then the next one, oh, yeah. it, it's something that like is, he's just dancing out on like, on the like Sunset Boulevard or something. And then the mm-hmm. next one is a fully filmed piece that's like 10 minutes long out in the desert or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, whatever he pops on to put this new video, and by he, I think it's a conglomerate of a few people doing it, but mm-hmm. there's one primary dad.
2: The dad character.
1: Yeah. Um so he just popped on and he totally switched everything this week and he's no longer dad he's he's a new name and changed the name of his station to it's like Al-Anon or something or whatever
0: Alanon and
1: it's not actually Alan but it's something like that
0: Okay and
1: as the story has progressed he's not a dad he's an alien that's been hanging out on earth of some kind of storyline So the video ends in this second part that has been going on for months with him with a sledgehammer standing on the roof of YouTube and the video ends with like, this is no longer dad and he immediately changed over the name of his channel Uh to a new channel name. So he's changed the whole story.
2: Which he's kind of been teasing this alien angle for a while, right?
1: Yeah. So anyways, all that is just to, to set you up for, while I'm watching this happening as a premiere live video, everyone, because he's got about a billion viewers, mm. I'm watching it in the live thing and it's all flying by and it's beautifully shot and it's going through a bunch of different mediums at the same time. It's really hard to follow if you're mm. watching this, however long the piece is gonna be. But all the people that are dying to watch this are talking over it and it's flying by and <laughs> you can't read and the people are just like oh my god that and this and this and this and this oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and they're trying to have a conversation with like you know six thousand people and this dad character apparently at the same time so anyways to get back to the point is even if you are paying attention to this you're loving what you're you're looking for you you are aided and ready Mm -hmm. for what's coming up next. Yeah. You're still talking over it and not paying attention.
0: Right.
2: Well, yeah, and that's a a distinction we talked about is um, YouTube being social media versus actually a, a distribution platform. Because And in the context, to bring it back to us, of our 70th 70th China birthday whatever (laughs) because that clip itself is just like we just went out and this thing was set up to take a picture to celebrate the 70th anniversary we're in a public area and there's like a a stand for people Peter filmed me doing that and then I walk off and that's the video spoiler alert Hmm. Um, and that one is one of our better performing videos and it is just like there's no it's not even an ironic vlog it's just a straight up Footage from our life and that did really well because people like that stuff on YouTube. And so what my takeaway from that was not to not be discouraged that our other stuff maybe doesn't perform as well because it's not it's the right place because we say it's the right place, but it's not actually like a great place to find an audience for art and given what people use YouTube for. And I think, you know, I accept that and we're gonna keep posting our art anyway. Um, But not get discouraged if it doesn't do
1: well. (laughs) Well, and the thing with a piece like that is that it's not, even that was constructed, because when you're looking at these things, you have to go from the description to the thumbnail to whatever the content is and how that content was put together. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was just you and I in a public place the city had set up a little stand for everyone that wanders by to come by and take little photos for the 70th anniversary. Yeah. And people were doing it the entire time that we were there and walking by. So we just did it and filmed it and brought it home and it was like, ah, that's kind of cute. Yeah. But the thumbnail for that was a picture from when we first got here of the contest that we had of you and I. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Not. It was a photography contest, and it was a different photographer um, who also worked at the school, one of our teacher, fellow teachers. Yeah. He asked us if he could take pictures of us, and then this picture
0: Right. Won, so
2: this
1: is won a better, the
0: contest.
1: This is a better part of a decade, and it was, yeah, a citywide contest. And so that's completely out of context with the 70th anniversary. But yeah. I thought that was funny as... Something that would catch people's eye, not to necessarily manipulate of like, like as clickbait or anything like that. Mm. But just as a thumbnail. Just as a thumbnail, because what else would be the thumbnail of you standing in front of seven zero? It'd be you right, standing in front of seven zero. The
2: giveaway. <laughs> yeah.
1: So there's nothing else to put in there. So like to package that, I to turn it into a conceptual piece. Mm-hmm. was this picture of you and I in front of Belujo Lao Joe, right writing mm-hmm. in this award winning pho- photograph yeah. and then mark it on the inside with text that is playing like a, it's like a, a high school yearbook
0: mm-hmm.
1: of like hey China had a great time see you next year on campus so yeah. it's a whole package it's a conceptual package I'm guessing most people reacted to it because it looked like you and I were up and walking around, and and it was a the holiday festival thing, which it yeah. only partially is part of.
2: Your I mean, presence. we were up and walking around, and we, right, but like it's packaged, We were out because it was the holiday, but it's packaged
1: in a way completely as a fictional thing to get your attention. Right. To like what I'm getting at is the the, the game mm. to play. Hmm for getting noticed in a YouTube.
2: But if you strip away that all that layer of planning, it is the it's just a vlog. Right. Where mostly but, we're not vlogging anymore.
1: <laughs> right. But the work to go into making a vlog
2: just checking.
1: The making a vlog work means that you still have to like make a show around
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah, what
1: I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. And all that work for 30 seconds. Of, like, that literally is just you walking through.
2: Yeah.
1: A, 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 a already pre-set up by the city of, like, this is how you'll celebrate the anniversary, take a picture. Right.
2: Came. But then even all this commentary that you're saying is not in the video. It's just straight up, you're watching our experience. Right. My experience.
1: But I had to build Yeah. that experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all these fake ways to make it look like... Like I'm sure like when you put that around the, the social media mm-hmm. it's a picture of you and I kissing in front of
2: Right, right.
1: So it it's going to be people that are going to look at it and go like, whoa,
2: that's so yeah. that's so cute." Yeah. No, not I
1: to do the 70th anniversary or the yeah. fact that like we're making a joke that it's like kind of like being on campus.
2: Oh yeah, cuz that's the other part of the joke is you sign off with like a
1: Yeah.
2: A yearbook signing.
1: Yeah. Um You seem trapped.
2: I feel trapped because I was reading a lot about semiotics this morning. (laughs) And I'm trying desperately not to go down that route because I don't want to. (laughs) But just the... Yeah, like, if a thing is just a thing or you have ironically stated that it's a thing, Uh how much does that make a difference to who's viewing it? Right, right. And it's not... Because I don't we're also kind of this past two weeks been talking a lot about our creative direction and that I in particular have said a lot of what I don't want to do including I don't want to vlog
0: mm-hmm. but I
2: haven't said what I want to do so now we've you and I have had discussions towards that end um, and then to like that just put out a vlog that's so simple and refreshing and like not have to make a comment on it and you stuck a funny joke on the end Mm -hmm. and i kind of in the moment reacted in a funny way so it is as like versus your character who is like explicitly a satire on vloggers
0: um
2: there's just like so much less work to be done (laughs) We went out and I did a thing and you filmed it and then you like packaged it.
1: <laughs> As opposed to things that we've spent weeks and weeks and weeks writing and, and doing special effects and, yeah. and putting into five minute long conceptual pieces with
2: Yeah, because I like the possesses. conceptual pieces but they're a little bit exhausting sometimes. Oh, they're totally exhausting. <laughs> to, to make and to consume I think.
1: And then when it, it doesn't get half even a quarter amount of views of you just like well, walking then that's around just
2: frustrating
1: yeah and that's yeah. that's where like how much of time uh, and i think what you're getting at initially is like what are we doing this for
2: right it's not right.
1: so that we can be like hey look at us we're we're wonderful and beautiful and
2: i think something that's helped though in that what are we doing this for is to be stricter about what we do want than what we don't want but also less strict in general about like if we have a thing let's put it on YouTube because the the kind of controlled channel we were we were trying to create a year ago um, it wasn't getting YouTube attention but more importantly for us it wasn't like leading us down an interesting path because we were so strict about like yeah. okay well I guess we're gonna try out a coffee vlog or we're gonna do okay we have this footage from when I went to the stone sea what can we make out of that instead of just like well let's try to make a thing I feel like making this and that feels more kind of art school but it's more (laughs) more productive in terms of like when you make stuff you get to see how you feel about it (laughs) rather than like Shutting yourself off from stuff mm-hmm. and then, like, not
1: yeah, because, going anywhere new. Because now that we've, like, and a lot of it, doing these weekly kind of lets us just have things to generate. Like, I mean, the, the amount of work, technical work it takes for us to put this together mm-hmm. and putting together subjects, and then afterwards cutting it up, taking it down, figuring out how to what to call each episode and all that Mm
0: -hmm.
1: there's a lot of like everyday learning curves on that which is great yeah but then the actual us doing it us talking about this stuff is creatively sets us in a way of like well what do you want to do next and where before it was like we would sit down and we'd plan like well we kind of want to do a video about something or we're now we're like, hey, let's make a music video, and yeah, yeah, it, like,
2: and that's more fun.
1: Yeah, there's an idea in your head. You came home and you're like, I have an idea for a music video, and it goes, and it sounds like this. And we're like, oh, yes, we're making that video. <laughs> yeah. And rather than just kind of like throwing it together, it gives a, a, a wider concept of we we did take the idea of like, well, we could just write that song real quick and then make a video for it, but instead. We're taking it in, and we're building a whole concept behind the story of the song, and it's not just like a couple of words thrown together. And it yeah. starts to become a concept. There were of the video, we went from like what's simply one location to like a group of locations and mm-hmm. multiple characters, and so that's a lot more fulfilling. And then. Like you're saying it, it is art school and we're just yeah. broadcasting it to like it whoever is. possibly cares even if it's just us for me every week to go through these videos and chop them up and be like here's where we're talking about how we make this kind of video or something like that's that's my art school that's my I mean I went to art school but <laughs>
2: <laughs> art school was your art
1: school. <laughs> yeah. This is a lot funner than that art school, and it and it costs yeah. a lot less. Weirdly.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, we already sunk the cost of, of moving to China. <laughs> um, what? How long have we been doing this? Under an hour. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to start something new if we're going to be like, well, that's the time we have.
1: No, I'd say we got higher concepts. Go.
2: Okay. Um, I forget what they are. (laughs) But let's talk about... So there's a pair of music videos. Our first year, 2011, and Chengdu in 2011. Oh, yeah. That that we also posted. That are actually videos we made at the time in 2011. And that we resurrected because... September 24th was our 8th anniversary in China. Mm -hmm. And so we were in a retrospective mood. And our first year is... Like the first big yeah, thing we made.
1: That was yeah, we most of it was photos. Yeah. we had a little, a bit, little of video bit of video because the camera that we bought was just a crappy little camera. And it barely have... had video on it. So it's yeah. all like, pixelated and weird. But it's kind of fun to like look at that footage from twenty eleven that really does seem like you're like when you're like, oh this has gotta be like ten years old. Oh it is almost.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the reason it looks so old is not Yeah. Not because its age, because it's digital, but it just wasn't that good quality to start with. But it is; it's a fun little video, and I think um, we had just got a Mac, so I think we didn't have Final Cut and Logic. We had whatever the free programs. Yeah, it was like
1: I think I put together the music with a little bit was recorded. Some Mm -hmm. of it was like live stuff from a lot of it was like
2: live voices, which I really love.
1: And then there was a little bit of. Instrumentation that I put in there Percussion and stuff And then a couple of like samples from GarageBand or something Yeah
2: and you were like We gotta buy samples And I'm like we have all these samples in GarageBand <laughs> yeah. And then you were like No because these are the free samples that everybody uses And like since then I still hear some of those things yeah. In like TV shows well, Or that
1: was, that was m- music that people the first have th- made that, Like it's not just like samples of like Of a sound as a sample of somebody's composed. Do, do,
2: do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so... So
2: there's a whole riff that... The Apple loops. Yeah. That like everybody has used and if you know what they are, you hear them everywhere. Everyone does use them. Yeah,
1: it's pretty painful. Like, yeah, for, like, well, when I listen to it, I'm like, yep, yeah, we, we know where that came from. And we, um, but it was funny because right after that, you were so excited about it. Mm-hmm. And the possibility that you could put that together—I think you wrote like three songs like immediately oh, yeah. that week, and you're just like, "This
2: is so much fun!" Yeah, and the, I, I want to be clear—they're not songs that were good and fun to listen to. <laughs> it was fun to make because it was more like playing with play doh, and the loops are such that, much like my reasons for picking up the ukulele, any way you strum it, it sounds good. So like. <laughs> it feels like accomplishment, even though it's not.
1: Well, it's a lot of what, like, the real base of, like, what modern DJ stuff is. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You basically have sounds that you're floating in from different but areas. But you made
2: a song that was a real song. I made songs that were playing around, and you made a real song.
1: Well, a lot of that was because I actually took, like, field recordings yeah, things yeah. from outside. And that's where the, the yeah, we need samples. We don't, we don't need recordings of other people's work. Yeah we need the actual sounds so yeah I went out and I I made sounds out of the people building bridges and our children screaming and our
2: our neighbor talking
1: yeah so that was um, the most basic I I think first literally the first Mm -hmm. thing that we did
2: and I remember I had put some because you in the last couple weeks we were like we're going to make this project so we need to get pictures of every class and so you took your pictures and I took my pictures and I put my pictures in a separate folder. Or I put some of my pictures in a separate folder. And so you're like, it's done. And I'm like, where are my classes? And you're like, well, I figured you didn't get them. I'm like, I did get them. Damn it. And then, so we had like a disagreement over whether you should re-edit it or
1: not. You <laughs> Your did. juniors don't matter. <laughs> yeah. Come on.
2: But in the end, you came around. And I you did. did re-edit it. Which, which, is like I said at the time, we'd be happy about Yeah. To this day. And I am
1: because that's that's down uh, that whole first year of us at that school especially because we lived at that school like yeah there's so much about that video as rough as it is that is our daily life yeah. in the year that our lives completely changed. yeah so but even though it's like photographic proof a lot of it like they're still like oh i wonder if that's still there
2: yeah yeah and some of it we know is not still yeah. there because the, the school moved the yes. next year. And all
1: those kids are out of college now. Yeah.
2: Well, that's. I showed the video. So that year I taught first year juniors and first year seniors. And then the math worked out. So my last year teaching at that school, the juniors I taught were now first year seniors. Uh huh. Um the grades are different in china i'm not going to explain that <laughs> but so i showed it that like our last week of school i was like i brought a video that peter and i made and like the kids really had a good time looking for the the other kids that they knew from uh-huh. them. but it was like they were not interested in anything that wasn't pictures of them yeah <laughs> so like the seniors who had graduated they didn't care Psst. but them and their old, friends m- old people yeah <laughs> They did not engage with it as a movie, so much as a video yearbook. <laughs> but that's allowed. They're allowed to. Yeah. Audiences are allowed to make their own choices. <laughs>
1: <laughs> watch what I want you to watch. Yeah. Much like the second video, Chengdu. Mm-hmm. Was what that was? Was that in 2012?
2: No, that was also 2011. 2011. So. Yeah. And that was
1: all. There was no video in that one. That was
2: all pictures. Yeah. yeah
1: so that's just another first. Second attempt.
2: And that is a composition you were much more of just like. Yeah, that,
1: that was like, there was like, there's actually like guitars, but there are a few samples in there that yeah. were taken right there's out of. French horn? Yeah. <laughs> out of the,
2: we the don't the have draft. a French horn.
1: We do now. I have one in here. Uh-oh. Because we have, ball. we have a digital
2: French horn. Yeah.
1: Because we did go out and we got the samples. So yeah. I have a whole orchestra from around the world now. Mm-hmm. But that was, yeah, literally just. A garage van
2: Yeah And it's called Airship Because at the time Oh yeah Yeah this is how we know it's 2011 Because my passport got stolen And I had to go to Chengdu a couple times to replace it Because that's where the American Embassy is And it's, it's an annoying process But it's actually not the most annoying thing we've ever done
1: well, We thought at the times Especially like when we looked down at dinner And your purse was gone Yeah And we're like oh no this is and right off the bat, too, we had just gotten here. So, well,
2: it was the end of the school year.
1: But... The, the but, thing, yeah. the, the one thing you're not supposed to do... Yeah. The, the most important... This is going to ruin your life. What have we done? This is yeah. the worst yeah. thing that could possibly happen to us. So we were expecting, like, we're going to have to go back to America. We're going to mm-hmm. have to live at the police station. It turned out to be a nice little weekend.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... It, like, doubled the amount of times we had been in Chengdu,
0: which yeah. is it's
2: the the big capital city of our province, and it is a lot slicker and cooler than Luzhou. It's
1: pretty darn international.
2: Um, and so, that trip, we kind of made into China RPG How to Replace Your Passport on our blog, and so we had a series of entries told from the point of view of, like, Peter and I as RPG characters, um... And so this this trip to Chengdu, we felt that we had gotten so much better at getting around Chengdu and getting around going from Luzhou to Chengdu, so getting around the country <laughs> even, um, that it was as, as if we had unlocked the airship portion. Um, and so that's why it's called the airship.
1: We made some little graphics. Yeah. And. Uh,
2: Which maybe we'll link to that series in the yeah, description so you can see that back when we were still banking on vlogging being a thing <laughs> or yeah. vlogging blah blah Vlog. vlogging. Um, yeah we had a whole that was where we started experimenting with a whole bunch of high concept mm-hmm. series
1: well yeah when, if we go back from those beginning days of our first ones of, of, of there being just you putting a text paragraph of of your diary log yeah. the day yeah or like um, a
2: sentence of a thing a kid said
0: to me
1: yeah to like sticking in a photograph and we're like well alright let's buy a camera Yeah. and then it became photo essays that went along with fully written stories that you're yeah. doing to like these higher concepts to which eventually led to like I mean little did we know at that time that was like the big beginning of people vlogging yeah like we should everywhere. have been
0: vlogging at yeah, that time we, just we like were, went we were, right we were still camera. writing
1: <laughs> and, and as it turned out um, I feel that like at just rather than us just jumping in and being like, "Hey, we know China. We've yeah. been here for six months." What we did is we spent a good seven years actually, like, just writing and thinking about our thoughts of yeah and experiencing it, so that at the time we actually got vlogging, we were bored with telling people about China. Right?
2: Yeah, we didn't make the mistake. The mistake for us, not that that it's necessarily yeah. a mistake, but the mistake of trying out like what if we go to hotels and like talk about how much hotels cost because we had already done that on our blog and like decided that wasn't for us
1: right and even the fact i mean we did it and it's there and i'm proud to go back and and read those so you
2: can read some out of date prices for
1: yeah (laughs) well that's an
2: apartment in hong kong that may no longer be available
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing is that um it isn't gratifying as a piece of something to put out into the world for us for the future because all that information is now I mean outdated. it changes
2: so rapidly everywhere but especially in China places open and close and change their prices and change ownership and yeah. change quality so like, by the time we had
1: done it in blogging and yeah. then started doing vlogging, we were like well, there's not really I don't get any satisfaction from doing this of, yeah. of wandering yeah. around and showing because I want to make something that one or Ten years from now, someone can look and go like, "Oh, it's right." Cool. There's no,
2: there's no time.
1: Yeah, the, um, if, if it's throwaway stuff to put out into the world, it's this us talking about yeah, yeah. the meta concept of <laughs> speaking about speaking, You're like. So that's where where the, the, like the Chengdu stuff was. I mean, there's some pandas in there. Yeah, like yeah. it's all the basic hey, we've been in China for a couple of months and we took pictures of pandas. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> so that's kind of a, a yeah. fun knockback to the things that...
2: And now at this point they are like they're old enough to maybe have interest in again, whereas yeah. like if they were <laughs> three years old, retro. like, who wants to see your three-year-old pictures of Chengdu? Mm. But do you want to see eight-year-old pictures of mm. Chengdu? Do you want to see ten-year-old pictures of Chengdu?
1: As we've talked about with revamping our whole in studio system that a lot of the photos that we've taken in LuJo are photos that might actually be of things that don't exist anymore that yeah, were, yeah. you know somebody another 10 years from now might mm-hmm. like, go like hey do you have any footage of this yes yeah, we do
2: yeah which is that's the big library project that we're embarking on which did any of that last week
1: I don't think it's well the, the, the main video's up, and all the little ones yeah. aren't up yet.
2: But did any of that discussion make it in?
1: Oh, well maybe it didn't.
2: I think we, so last week we had... I forgot to, all about that. <laughs> do this enough and you'll have every technical issue happen to you. And last week it was that one of our cameras quit and we still kept on talking for another 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But, um... I don't think it made it in. But so we are since the hard drive crash and recovery we're fully recovered and so now we're taking the opportunity to organize all that material into a video library and a photo library. Um and we've ha- we've been actually very careful to do it with a lot of thought to how it can be the most useful to you know because the point of keeping stuff is being able to access it again. Yeah. So it's all about, like, how is it organized? And it is... The resources I went to for this were actually in small business organization, um, where the main point is, like, even if it's just you and a person, if you start hiring other people and then decide to organize, it's too late. You have to have a system that someone can recognize when you bring them on board, mm-hmm. and then, like, your business can keep rolling. And if it's if it's just a a post-it full of cryptic keywords only you recognize, your system's not good enough. <laughs> and then the other area that was very helpful in thinking about how to do this was folklorists, of, of you know, how do you log your footage, how do you, uh, what relevant information do you need to keep track of, um, and every project needs to decide that for ourselves. And so what we decided, you know, we looked at what we had and what we were going to use it for, um, and the way I had been organizing stuff is just like name the event and name the date, which is by default how like most photo apps organize your stuff. Yeah. But that's not actually how you're accessing it. Yeah. <laughs> um so we we had a big discussion over like how how are you accessing? Yeah.
1: You're in the shadows.
0: I'm exhausted from all the chocolate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, to get to get to all these different pieces to put them um as a palette for whatever I'm making that's new, I need to know where they are to get to them in an artistic sense, like an art artist has with their, their drawers of paints and photos, and I need to be able to turn Yeah, so if you
2: need like your whites organized, and I've organized it by, I bought these paints in May. Yeah. Like, that's not helpful, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> and so we've... we've
1: I, don't, I don't paint by months. Yeah,
2: we've been working together, and it is tedious because there's like a couple different strata of uh, footage that we kind of have to work through that some has been organized but like this and then some was shot particularly for this and how do we want to because i kept saying like well we'll just make up the keywords and then i'll like put them in the bins and like nope Mm -hmm. peter and i have had to build every box together by looking at the sum total of what we have to make to make it into a packing metaphor.
1: Yeah, so it is um, absolutely like a, a, a museum archivist going in and being like. And
2: the the boxes are the entire point, so that's not a throwaway part. That mm-hmm. is that's the whole part. <laughs> and then actually, the sorting after you have adequate boxes is the throwaway part. Not throwaway, but like right. this is the easy just like couldn't go.
1: Well, and essentially what you have like in a garage box mm-hmm. of uh, these are the old family photos, um, at some point, I mean, I guess we all hope that somebody's grandkids comes through there and like picks out and goes like, Oh
0: there it is, this is this grandpa boob boob. Yeah.
1: And this is what they used to wear back then. Yeah. Because and and what, what are you, but what are they gonna do with that? What we are trying to figure out of like because we're still using that information ourselves we took that information and we're using it continuously all the way through so by filing those boxes in our garages if if there were if we were to have grandkids or whoever in the future could go like oh look this is 2013 Chengdu
2: yeah well, because there is value added by having stuff that's old, but it's not like a lot of value. Yeah. You yeah. still, the archivist still has to present that information in a way that contextualizes it. And right. and so, yeah, like if we just had a, a hard drive full of old footage that a, a descendant of ours inherited, yeah. they would open it up and be like, I, I
0: don't
2: know what to do with all this old stuff. So it has to be... Well, use and, the, and then the, uh, and actually that use case would call for a different organization system because we're not in pla- planning to like bury these in a time capsule yeah. so we're planning to use them
1: yeah constantly um, on a regular basis which is what they're worth to me yeah and to us as a project what it's worth is can I get to it and use it the way that an artist would use their paints if you can't get to your tools, yeah. then you can't create new things. So it is a living body of stuff that is, yeah. is working. So the easier it is to access means the better we can create things than yeah, is. So yeah. like, oh boy, I hope that Uncle Booby Boo <laughs> will figure this out in 300 years. Also. Because that's how people will be named. Booby Boo. Yeah, <laughs> that's how our names will all be
2: yeah.
1: amalgamated. <laughs>
2: The other half of this is, it feels like digital is infinite, but actually storing all this stuff is not infinite, Mm -hmm. and to make sure we're making the best use of our hard drives, because that's a resource that that we're spending money on, and we're spending a lot of money to get good ones that won't fail, even though all hard drives fail. (laughs) And Digital disposability is another issue that gets my goat. (laughs) Make a cell phone that's good.
1: Yeah. Something we don't have to We've had cell buying. phones for
2: for hundreds of years now.
1: <laughs> They're older than most children. You
2: shouldn't you shouldn't get into places where service is, is bad. But uh, this is a separate rank. But anyway, we did have to go through the process and discussion of what do we want to keep and what do we want to get rid of? Mm. Because we don't actually need to keep it all.
1: Which is the, like, again, with some kind of distant archivist that unearthed things, there might be information that are that is useful to somebody there. Yeah, but so like, we
2: are erring on the side of keeping most of it.
1: Right, but throw out the stuff of, like, our feet.
2: <laughs> right, <are they>? right. <laughs> or even stuff we've decided, like, scripted stuff or stuff filmed in studio. The finished product mm-hmm. is the product. The materials used to make it. We're, we're never going to reuse that again, because if we need to revisit that idea, we're going to go to the finished make product a new one. that, well, we'll make a new one, or we'll go to the finished product oh, yeah. that we are keeping. So we don't, the, all the audio files and video files and the Final Cut files that went into making that, we don't have to keep. Yeah, but that I'm, was like a torturous decision. Like, I'm, must... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit delete. <laughs> Is this really what we mean? Now we're going to hit delete. I'm going to hit, I'm going to do it. i, I... did it.
1: I gotta imagine that there's people out there that have already <laughs> s- written papers on w- how much digital hoarders that we, as a s- society that we become because right. if everyone's taking like a hundred photos on our on their phones like what What? Are, i always wonder about that like was especially here in china when people are just taking photos of absolutely everything
2: and you're paying and for cloud storage so you never come up against like right your phone is going to complain if it's full but cloud storage is just going to start billing you more
1: right and if you're taking i mean i've sat down with friends that are like hey look i, I took some photos and you're like oh, okay great and you know, a half an hour later, there's like 300 photos of them standing next to a sign. Right. And I'm like, what are you doing with all this stuff? Like, just forget about wasting my time. Yeah. Of sitting here looking yeah. at these yeah. photos with you. But like, where is this all going? Because mo- I'm sure most people aren't thinking of like, where is this digital little graveyard where it's all floating off to?
2: Right. Yeah, this server farm. And which, the more we are building up our own little hard drive Empire. Um, I think our next step is to get a cabinet and start plugging drives in because we have. I, with the addition of the last two drives, I've I had to go in and like reorganize how everything is put in the room because the way they were stored was like they were totally cooking each other. Because I, had, like when it was one drive, I could just plop the one drive behind the camera, behind the computer. When it's six drives they're all cooking each other and so i like now they actually occupy a space in our studio and that it's weird to think of the hardware i mean people do think of hardware that's people's jobs but i was always a software person and so like now the more i'm getting into like dealing with the physical hardware of what we're doing it is like the whole it's
1: the whole thing yeah I mean if, if most people are thinking if it's not your job you are thinking of it as like once I press this button it goes away but when you're at the point of like this is now actually taking up physical space in my house yeah like it's not supposed to be doing that
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> unless you're doing something that that like that what we're doing where we need to access that to create if you're having a business I mean you know if you opened up a basil Pizzeria, <laughs> you're gonna want to have those files of your invoices somewhere. And at some point, now that we don't use paper, yeah, like how 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 from a business standpoint, how long do you have to hold on to? I don't know a thousand photos of your right. shipment of, of pine nuts <laughs> right. that came in. Right,
2: yeah, and that that all this all this information, it's no longer taking up space in the file cabinet but it is taking up space and after mm-hmm. especially with video files video files are still so huge and they're getting bigger as as we get actual... 4
1: like almost kills our computer every yeah,
2: time. Yeah 4 it. 4K is like our computer's like I'm I'm eight years old.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Don't do it <laughs> Hey buddy I'm old <laughs> um but that it is that it still is taking up physical space in our world which Another thing
1: that gets... (laughs) The environment, the digital environment.
2: Well, it's killing the environment, too. But that that it's... Digital is still not a reliable form of of storage. Mm -hmm. Like, analog is better storage. It's clunkier and more inconvenient, and it's more... Well, I was going to say it's more fragile, but, like, if you're in a condition that's going to crack a... an album in half mm-hmm. a, a, a vinyl record in half that's going to crack your hard drive in half or at least oh half. yeah if you're
1: like in an earthquake if this building goes down now
2: right the same things that a, an album would be susceptible my hard drives would be susceptible to but if I if I put the album away and don't play it every day mm-hmm. I can put it on in 20 years and it will still sound right whereas if I put my hard drive away and didn't fire it up every so often that data would just have like disappeared
1: that guitar has not... I haven't changed the strings on that guitar <laughs> in like 10 years. Yeah. And it's set in a basement for like five. Yeah. And it still plays fine. I mean, yeah. it, it would sound better or be easier to play yeah. with brand new strings on it, but it still makes music that is good music
2: yeah whereas my uh, this Yeah, whereas... I'm so angry about this, is I'm having this Kindle issue with the books I bought are not accessible anymore by my uh, current account, because... Because, um, but I had an old, old Kindle with all the old books downloaded on it, but I just plugged it in this week and it doesn't, doesn't work anymore. Mm. Whereas if I had those 30 books on my bookshelf, I'd still have them. Yeah. And so I'm I'm a Luddite this week. I mean, most times (laughs) I like technology, but it is like, we're putting our faith in stuff that is more marketing than trustworthiness.
1: I see this That's, every week since I mean, I, I wish I
2: said that as a grammatically correct sentence, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Most of uh, the stuff I watch on YouTube is is comic books and music based. Yeah. And so both of those things are ingrained in it. The the, the die hard people, even
0: mm-hmm.
1: young kids, are getting that old original issue or the you know the original vinyl or something that's like when you know you're a real fan that's, yeah. those are the people that are really talking when they when they slide out the vinyl you're like
0: yeah
1: oh, now we are talking like that's yeah. the real the thing to have in your hand that people like covet and, yeah. and, and granted yeah. that's not what the world is anymore but that's where you're looking at like are you a real fan? Fan of stuff is this throwaway stuff? Can I can I afford to lose my entire music collection? Well, like, what do you oh, own?
2: And if it's digital, you've just licensed it, which is like, yeah. That makes me so angry. Yeah. That's not. It's not
0: right.
1: And that's why you can find <laughs> our music on Bandcamp.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> not sponsored by anybody because yeah. they don't know.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but I also just wanted to talk about. This World is Too Big, the other music oh, video yeah. that we put out. Because there's also A Day in a Chinese Park, which I like a lot. Um, so It's
1: just that. Yeah. It's just the
2: yeah. park. It's kind of, you know.
1: It's a nice song. I like it's it. It's a nice
2: song. It's edited together. Some nice footage that I took. But Day in a Chinese... Or The World is Too Big. Mm-hmm. I really liked... You and I didn't talk about this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but that footage is from an event at my Kindergarten and that's the little brother of one of my students. Um, and that when I took the footage what I liked about it as I feel like you captured in that video and with that song exactly is like a, this little kid surrounded by adults, who's kind of perplexed, who's kind of his grandma is two steps out of frame. And mm-hmm. just in case you're worried, about it. like if he was, if he was upset, an actual lost child. Yeah, if he was an actual lost child, but if even if he was a little bit of upset, I don't think I would have taken the footage because mm-hmm. what I liked about what he was doing, he was just like. Figuring out what was happening around him and mm. not being too impressed <laughs> yeah. by what he thought. At one point wrong. he seemed
1: almost a little bit like he's falling asleep on his feet. Like yeah, yeah.
2: And, I just, and then superficially I love the way that they dress Chinese babies here. Mm. Like he's a little adult in and overalls and, and full-on Nike sneakers. <laughs> but like just his attitude of like, what's going on around here? I don't know, but I don't like it. And I feel so- like...
1: See a lot of knees going on. Yeah. I don't know.
2: and I feel like without having talked to you, that's what you saw in that footage too, which feels like.
1: That, yeah, that's 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 what you filmed. Yeah. And uh, and I, we we talked that a lot about because neither of us are videographers, and even though yeah. I'm a visual artist, and you talk about how you're not necessarily the most visual person in the world, neither of us are like trained behind a camera.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Which kind of gives the intention of what we point, either of us, for whatever reason, what we're pointing at mm-hmm. is really trying to capture yeah. something more than just like, look, a thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess I'm patting myself on the back <laughs> <there>. <laughs> No, but what I liked about that the video did, because otherwise it just present, why well, I manipulated and put the video up, but that the, mm-hmm. the video extended the time and looped certain actions and layered. Over like played with that sense of time so that you are in, you're locked in a cycle with this baby as the viewer mm-hmm. um, That I think is really effective.
1: Thank you. I, I feel so like pat on your back. <laughs> I definitely feel like that was what I was getting from, from what you captured of that baby was the, the, this. That could have been a small eternity. Mm-hmm. That
0: yeah, that kid yeah. was
1: really not trapped in, and. Like, not that the, he didn't look like he needed to escape. Yeah. Like you said, like, he, he was just trying to figure out what going If there was the real distress, was you
2: wouldn't, you would feel uncomfortable as the viewer. Right. I mean, I definitely would feel uncomfortable <laughs> as the photographer.
1: <laughs> but yeah, there's sort of like, um, uh,. A, it's it's safe it's a safe place of uncertainty yeah which is and in I've, an
2: attitude that I feel yeah. the video invites you to identify with and, and as it goes on you can see more of the nuance rather than getting bored of like okay I see it's mm-hmm. a pretty park um, not to slam the other video but <laughs> like that one it really is just like scenery and it looks nice yeah. but this one I do feel like there's a purpose to the repetition of asking you to like join this baby in his frustration
1: right right yeah if, if it's like what like a little over three minutes or something like yeah. that like three minutes in this kid's head i feel like is about the right amount of time that i wanted to spend
2: yeah
1: um because there, i i think there was about like about a middle point where like it could have stopped Hmm. um but then I felt like that's that that was about the time that it was probably getting interesting for the kid.
2: So, yeah, yeah. Where
1: it was like, okay, now I I've, I've got where I am.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whoa, like yeah. moment of, and that's where I kicked things into with some extra speed stops and stuff like mm-hmm. that to make it actually like. Feel like something in his mind kicked into like yeah like I'm 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 comfortable in realizing what this is, but really what is it? Uh, you know, like a, a right, heady right psychedelic baby
0: moment.
2: Yeah, well it is like I just started meditating again because I mm. feel like I can use it. Um, but it, there is something very like mindful about being in that moment with that baby. That the moment is ever changing, but cyclical. Um, mm-hmm.
1: that like spoke to me on that level sweet well it's a success <laughs> for you and I
2: <laughs> so I hope that someone <laughs> else liked it but I don't care actually because I really liked it So
1: well, and that's I mean, what
2: matters that's, yeah, what, that's, that's the success we're focusing on
1: exactly that's what we feel as uh, uh, whatever it is that we're doing with YouTube as, as a project mm-hmm. is moments like that yeah. whether anyone watched it or anyone cared is yeah I can feel I what care. the baby feels.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do we have anything else?
2: I don't really have anything else. I just want to show okay. off, because this camera died at some point, but oh, I okay. think it got most of the basil chopping. Good. Um, but here is our finished pesto cake.
1: You can bring it up closer. That's a too close. <laughs> All right, there. There, oh, there you go. That
2: and should so be good. It looks pretty good, actually. And it smells. It
1: smells great from
2: here. Delicious. We're actually gonna make dinner tomorrow because we get exhausted filming. These.
1: Already after six.
2: Um, but it was more cheese than I was expecting. <laughs>
0: um,
2: and probably, I think this recipe will hold up to like. I think it's enough basil, but I probably could have put in a bunch more. That's what I thought.
1: Um, like I said, like when I would buy basil, I mean, we can't go to the grocery. Go to the grocery store here and buy basil. We yeah. Grow it on. Yeah. On the porch, but when I would buy it back home, it would be like, uh, you go to Stop and Shop and i buy two of those, you know, not even the bushels, but like yeah. one of those weird
2: little packs. Well, we have plenty of, we ordered pine nuts from Taobao, so we have plenty of pine nuts. That's always the problem with pine nuts. <laughs> be... The recipe, in true grandma fashion, calls for a large clump of basil and a small handful of pine nuts. <laughs> but we have plenty of pine nuts and we have the basil still growing, so we can, if this comes out. We'll make more. We can make more. Um. We can start selling them to
1: our neighbors. (laughs) I'm sure they would love pesto next door.
2: They might like pesto. Well, I guess they don't really like cheese in general.
1: Cheese would not go over well.
2: Our neighbors. The nut
1: aspect, though. Nuts and greens. Although...
2: There is a dish that we get with pine nuts in it. Yeah. That... I don't know where... We have seen
1: pine nuts here, but we don't really know what to... What people really do with them
2: yeah i definitely didn't need to order them online i could have but, just bought them at the store But basil is,
1: is not we have a few things that are kind of like basil here but it's definitely a different pungent kind of basil
2: but i think i think the chinese palate might like basil the cheese though i don't know that's, that's the wild card
1: cheese is a, is a weird fluke here
2: Maybe, maybe, maybe we can make pesto for our Chinese friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh,
0: noodles to you.